This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 818. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 818. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. I'm excited to be here as always. And I'm recording this last Tuesday. So I'm recording this six days before you'll hear it. And I'm getting ready to host my last Influence and Ignite retreat for 2023. I'm so excited. I have a bunch of women business owners who live in Seattle or who are flying into Seattle coming to join me for this two-day retreat on Thursday and Friday of this week. So by the time you hear this episode, maybe you will have already seen photos online on Instagram and my Instagram stories of the wonderful women that I get to work with and also see me glowing in excitement that I get to be in this space with these women. Some of them are women I've worked with for a long time in terms of business coaching. Some are brand new who I have not worked with in that capacity as business coach before, but we've already had two pre-retreat calls and I can tell this is going to be a firecracker group. So I'm really, really excited about that. I also have to say it's really fun to create something new like these Influence and Ignite retreats and have them be 
exciting and successful and fun and engaging. And I've gotten a lot of great feedback in terms of people who just want to come to them, but also the people who've attended so far and what that has looked like for them and how it's really, really opened their eyes in terms of how you can have influence in the people that you have relationships with and how you can ignite those around you. And so if you're someone who maybe as you get toward the end of this year into the new year and you're like, I want to have that, I want to be able to inspire myself, but other people to take action and be, you know, community members who use their voice for visibility to do good things, then let me know. Um, Our next Influence and Ignite retreat will be probably late winter, early spring, and it will be for women in corporate. So if you are a leader, a corporate leader, if you have a team, if you are wanting to amplify your voice in your role at your work in terms of showing up and being a leader in your organization in any capacity, just shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com, put retreat in the subject line and just say, I want more information about Sarah's retreat. If you want to tell me a little bit about your role, you can, but just say, I want more information about Sarah's Influence Ignite retreats in 2024. And we'll just make sure that you get the information. The We only have maximum like 10 to 12 people at these retreats because it's a pretty intimate experience but it makes it really, really magical. And everyone really gets time to be seen and have space held for them. And it's really incredible. So I'm really excited about doing that at the end of this week. And then my big events are kind of dying down for the year after that. And it's been a lot of big events. I have gone through, you know, almost four years since the pandemic began of working through different things, creating and developing and hosting different things, figuring out different ways to navigate this online space as the world has changed in such dramatic ways. And it's been really interesting having a whole bunch of things come together in a really short amount of time in like a six week window this fall. It's been really fun. It's been really exciting. It's been a little bit exhausting, but it's also really opened my eyes for what's to come and where I really want to be spending my time and energy moving forward. And that's what inspired today's episode. And so what I want to talk about today is what's becoming more true for you. And I have to say, being in this little fast pace, intense bubble for the last six weeks where I've had to show up in big ways in various spaces and be really, really focused and do my very best work has been so eye-opening in all the best ways. And so as I was thinking through what might be helpful for all of you, I'm really thinking through what the last six weeks have been like for me, but also I'm thinking about all the women that I've served in the last six weeks, most of them moms, and what they are really looking for right now, what they need right now, and also maybe what they're missing right now, like the things that are happening right beneath them that they're missing. And I've had the opportunity because I've done a lot of coaching in the last six weeks to point some of those things out and have people walk away, have women and moms walk away with these huge ahas about what's already happening in their life that they didn't even see happening. Because this is what it's like, right? When you're really, really busy and life is moving at a fast pace, sometimes you don't see what's happening right in front of you until you take that moment to push pause and really reflect or until someone else is like, hey, so I see you and I see you doing the incredible things and the big things and I see you showing up in new ways or hard ways or scary ways. And I see the impact and the ripples that that is having. And sometimes it takes someone else saying that to you for you to realize like, oh yeah, that's all actually happening. So I want to talk through four different ways that things are becoming more true for me because a lot of these or most all of these, I guess, are ways that I've also things seen things become more true for you. And by you, I mean the collective people that I get to work with all the time inside the Shameless Mom Academy and across other organizations. So the first thing that's becoming more true for me, but also more true for so many of the clients I work with is that 
there's, I think, a new sense of clarity around what we are becoming better at and what we want our work to look like in this moment in terms of who we serve, how we serve, how we show up, what gifts we give to the world, and maybe what gifts we save for ourselves or our family members or our most you know intimate relationships. I think there's a lot of awareness that not everyone gets all the parts of me and not everyone gets the best parts of me. And when I say me, I mean you as well, that I think there's been an increased level of discernment in the last few years. And especially as so many of us as women and moms have fallen deeply into burnout, that we've had to become more aware of who gets what from me, who deserves my best, who deserves my most. Um, And sometimes it's not the people at work. And sometimes it is the people at work. Or sometimes it's people in my family. Sometimes it's not people in my family. Like sometimes there's moments where I'm like, you don't get the best of me right now. I need to go do something for myself. So I know that I have been able to really look at where do I want to go moving forward, especially as we close out 2023, move into 2024. Who do I want to serve? How do I want to serve them? What's becoming or has become really clear to me is that I've already done so much that I don't have to always keep doing more or keep doing new things. And I want to give you that same invitation because I think sometimes we think that we have to keep doing more, 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 or like reinventing the world wheel or or reinventing the world, <laughs> um, or that we always have to be recreating ourselves. And if you're a person who thrives in that space, go for it. But if you're someone who's like, I'm kind of tired, <laughs> I've done a lot in the past few years, I've had to do a lot of reinvention or adapting or pivoting and shifting. And I want to just keep getting better at what I'm doing right now, or sitting in this space where things are going well and keep doing what's working. That's really, really okay. What I've been able to see as I've had the opportunity to bring my work that I've that started off in this podcast and then became a huge part of our podcast community in terms of our membership community for five years and then became part of how I've coached women in business and then became part of how I've taken so much of my content and curriculum out into organizational work is that I've already created all the things I need to create. I don't need to keep creating new things. What I can do now is take the my best work, the things that I've already done really, really well, and get them in front of new people and help serve new people in really powerful ways. And so that's been a really, really exciting part of this last six weeks for sure is not really creating anything new, but instead taking the things that I already had, my tools and my toolkit, my curriculum, my content, things I've developed over the years, things that I use in terms of my Step Into Your Moxie certification, which allows me to use all sorts of communication tools with clients and reusing them with new people. And what's interesting about doing this is when you reuse the same thing over and over, you get really, really good at doing that thing. And I think sometimes we think it's cheating if we redo the same thing, or if we don't challenge ourselves to always be doing something new and different. But what if we could do the same thing over and over and become excellent and become the expert and become the go-to person to do that thing? And so that's really what I've been focusing on is instead of always trying to make more, create more, um, do more, is to reuse and repurpose and recycle, but in front of, in different ways. Um, And that's been, it's been really fun It's really, really cool to use my stuff that I've used for years with new audiences um, and see them have new aha moments. It's super, super fun and exciting. 
And that's been a big eye opener for me that I don't need to always create new everything. And you'll even see with these podcast episodes, there's topics that I'm revisiting now rather than always creating new topics because the topics that I've created over the years, I can tell which ones you love. I can look at my stats and see, wow, they really love it when I talk about mom guilt or they really love it when I talk about the mental load of motherhood. They really love it when I talk, and I have like a whole list of these things that you all really love. You really love it when I talk about organization, which I don't talk about very often, but you all want me to talk about how to like be more organized and less overwhelmed which I haven't mastered myself. But when I talk about things along those lines, I know that people tune in. And so I'm paying attention to how can I continue to do deep dives in those kinds of areas. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Okay, so that's that first one. What's becoming more true for you? Becoming better and really clear about what you're currently doing that you want to do more of and then who you want to serve, how you want to serve, how you want to have impact, how you want to lead, how you want to show up in the world, I think is a really, really great opportunity um, right now for you to give that some thought and consideration rather than thinking that you always need to be reinventing yourself unless you really love and have the time and energy for constant reinvention. The second thing, the second thing that might be becoming more true for you is becoming a better listener. Uh, I'm curious if anyone else is going through this. I'm having this conversation with so many moms. So Vinny is 11. And as I talk with other moms who have fifth graders right now or 11-year-olds, it's becoming really clear that the biggest thing that we have to focus on right now is just being present to listen to our kids. And I will tell you, I like to solve a problem really fast and move on. So sometimes my child needs me to sit and listen for two hours. And I'm like, hey, can I give you like a five minute solution? And then we can go do some other things today. (laughs) And that's not what he needs right now. (laughs) And as I'm talking with other moms, this keeps on coming up more and more that we're just really having to sit in these moments of being good listeners and being patient listeners with our children. And this is something no one warned me about. Once again, you all didn't tell me. And so I feel like this is something I've worked up to. You know, I've had a child who is an over-communicator since the day he was born. But it's never been more critical for me to listen and ask questions and be really curious and compassionate. And it's literally taking my coaching skills that I use with you all when I'm doing one-on-one coaching, whether it's life coaching or business coaching or executive coaching, and it's applying it to motherhood. And it's real different when I'm on a Zoom call with a client and I'm like, hey, like I'm here to listen for 30 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever the time slot is. Someone who wants to get from point A to point B, then it is to sit and listen to your child talk in circles about the same thing over and over and never really come to any resolution, but just need you to sit there and hold that space. It's really hard. But what is becoming more true for me is as I practice this, I'm becoming better at it. And what I'm really becoming better at is not trying to always fix it. And rather than trying to fix everything is just listening. And I will say I've gotten Dr. Becky from the, I believe her podcast is called Good Inside, but I follow her on Instagram. I've not read her book. I've not listened to the podcast. I just follow her quick little things on Instagram that are like 30 seconds long and give you like one phrase you can use with your kid. But there's been a few little phrases in there that have been really, really helpful for me in terms of instead of trying to fix things for my child, just saying, that sounds really hard, or thank you so much for sharing that with me, or I'm really glad you came to me, those kinds of things. And then just sitting and listening. And what I like to do, again, like I said, I want to fix it. So I would much rather be like, let's put together a plan, the three-step action plan. And that's not what my kid is looking for. And I remember my mom wanting to do the same thing for me, wanting to be a fixer and wanting to give me advice. And I remember one time getting really, really frustrated. I think I was in college and I called her and I said, like, right when she picked up the phone, I was like, okay, I have to tell you something. I just need to say it and talk it out. I don't want you to give me advice. I just need to talk it through. And it was kind of in that moment, I think, that I realized sometimes we just need someone to listen. And that can be the great thing about therapy. And I've said this before, too, that sometimes in therapy, when you talk things through, by the time you get done explaining the thing, 
you're like, oh, now I, I see the solution right here in front of me. I just needed to talk it through. And I think that's true for our kids too. Sometimes they just need to talk it through. That helps them process it. And that can be the getting from point A to point B. It doesn't need to be a three-step action plan that you can outline in five minutes, even though that would be preferable to me. <laughs> so that's the second thing. What's becoming more true for you, what's becoming more true for me is becoming a better listener and really, really embracing becoming a better listener as a mom. The third thing, the third thing that might be becoming more true for you and is becoming more true for me, and I've had this conversation with a number of folks lately, so I I know there's a huge range of moms that listen to this show, big range, but I know a lot of you are in this situation that I'm in, so I'm going to be 48 in November, and what is becoming really true for me right now is gaining clarity around what's most important for me professionally for the next and maybe last 20 years of my career. And it's been kind of hilarious how many times this has come up in conversation with other clients that I'm working with, where there's this realization in your mid 40s, and who knows when we're, I mean, in 20 years, the retirement scene could be real different than it is right now. So I'm not saying I'm like retiring at this very traditional age of 65, because I think by the time I get there, that won't be the traditional age anymore. I think it'll be closer to 70 and maybe even mid 70s. But as I sit here at almost 48, and so many of my clients are sitting in this very similar like mid-40s position of, if I need to decide what I'm going to do for the next 20 years, what do I want that to be? That's a really, really big question, but I think it's an important question to ask because I know so many people and so many parent, people of my parents' generation, and you can probably identify the same, that did the same thing for their whole lives, but like the last 10 or 20 years, they were super duper over it, like burned out, bored, not loving it, just counting down to retirement. And I don't want to go out that way. I want to be able to keep doing the things that light me up and keep evolving in my growth in those things in a really intentional way so that I am loving the work that I do. And sure, if I retire at 65, great. Or if it's 70 or 75, or maybe I just keep going. Maybe there's just new and different iterations of the work that I'm doing that never really stops. Who knows? So what I'm really gaining clarity on is thinking, what do I want these next 20 years to look like? And it's interesting timing because I'm just finishing my 20th year as an entrepreneur. And in this 20 years as an entrepreneur, oh my goodness, like so many things have happened and taken place and so many different businesses and business models. I always say now 3.5 companies. I'm still going to call it 3.5. I guess I could probably call it four now. But starting four companies and growing them in various ways, scaling three of them now and selling one of them and just constantly being aware of where am I going? Is this where I want to be going? Why do I want to be going this way? And when I think about having done that for the last 20 years, there's definitely things I want to keep doing. And there are a lot of things I don't want to keep doing that I've been doing for 20 years. Some of the entrepreneurial hustle, I'm real over. <laughs> and so when I look back at what I've done over the last 20 years, I think, and I look forward, what do I want to take with me? There's a whole bunch of things I don't want to keep doing. Now, do I want to keep showing up and, you know, using my voice and being of service and having impact and having like, you know, getting on stages in various capacities? Yes, 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 absolutely. But do I want to be doing like an online launch? No, never again do I want to be doing an online launch. Or do I want to be like going to events that are for new people in business or new people in podcasting? No, I don't want to do that anymore. I am doing things in a really specific way that matters to me. And I don't necessarily want to 
be in space. It's it's really distracting to me sometimes to be in spaces with people who are newer in business. So like I want to be aware of doing the things I'm doing in a conscientious way and like staying up to date and current. But I also I don't want to be in the sea of confusion by stepping backwards. And so I want to always be looking forward. And so one of those big things for me is looking at, do I want to get a master's degree? This is something I've talked a little bit about on social media. And I think I've mentioned it a couple times on the show, but I'm really looking at if I want to be conscientious about what I want to do for the next 20 years, what is the credential I would get? And this has been interesting, whether or not I go do this, and same thing for you, like whether or not you actually go do this. If you were going to go get another degree, what would it be in and why? And as I've been exploring that and thinking that through, some things have become really clear to me. And I've thought through like, well, why would I do this versus that? And why would I want this thing because of how and how would it serve me for the next 20 years? How would this be a stepping stone? How would this matter? Would it actually matter? How would I use it or leverage it? Could I use it or leverage it? So all these different things. It's been funny and talking about it on social media, I've gotten a lot of input. And one of the things I've been really considering when I've looked at master's programs and that could ground me for the next 20 years is looking at getting a master's in organizational leadership, and which is really exciting to me. And when I look at the curricula and content in some of these programs, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, like every single thing. In fact, the program I'm looking most seriously at has five different concentrations, I think. So over the course of a year or over the course of two to two and a half years, you pick one, you can, you don't have to, but you can pick one concentration. And then you take like a certain amount of classes in that concentration. So I was talking to someone from the school and asking about the concentrations. And I was like, so what if I want to take all five concentrations? (laughs) Like I'd have to be there for five years, I think. But what if I wanted to take all five? Because they all look so good and fun and interesting and compelling and like things that I could use no matter what the work is that I do in the next 20 years, because I know this is the kind of work I want to keep doing. So one of the things someone said to me on social media was, well, if you really want a degree that will make you more marketable in corporate spaces, which is only a fraction of what I would, why I would want this degree or want to get a master's degree. But they said, if you want something that will make you like most marketable in the corporate space, go get your MBA. And I was like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> it was the fastest, easiest no ever. Because I looked into that just a little bit for just a minute. And it's so funny as a business owner, like someone who feels like I have an MBA in some ways, in terms of being an entrepreneur for so long, I have no desire to go through an MBA program. And I actually like went and looked at some of the curricula for that. Hell no, no, thank you. It does not look at all exciting. It looks incredibly boring, incredibly dry. It looks more cumbersome. It like there's nothing attractive to that about for me. Now, for other people, for sure, I actually have a good friend going through a master's program, or an MBA program right now, and he's loving it. And it's like so meaningful to him. So, like to each their own. But as long as you're aware of what you want to do and why you want to do it, then that's what really matters. And so it's been interesting and fun to see, even if I don't go get this degree now. I'm pretty clear on where I want to be going, the direction I want to be heading in, and like what it looks like to keep grounding myself in that direction. And so I want to keep working with organizations and I want to keep working with communities like this one of women and moms. I want to keep being in this space where I'm supporting other people becoming leaders and in whatever that means in the space that I'm in in that moment. And so that's been really clarifying for me. So I hope as you're thinking about what you want to do over the next 20 years, wherever you're at right now, or maybe you break it down to 10, being aware of what am I doing 
now that can ground me in that thing so that I can stay in it or so, and so that I can like really get what I want out of it and make it work for me. Not just me working for someone else, but making the something else work for me. <laughs> and so like your career doesn't need to just be about showing up for someone else. It's really about how are you going to honor who you are and what your gifts and strengths and skills are in a way that feels good to you for the next X amount of years. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. The fourth thing that is becoming more true for you and maybe for me, I'm going to say for me and then you can decide if it's for you. But this one surprised me and I didn't see it coming. And I was, this is one that I've been really resistant toward for the last 20 years. <laughs> and so I'm curious if you relate to this. So I definitely feel um, I'm a person who goes into spaces and thinks, I don't need to make new friends here because I already have enough friends and I have a hard enough time keeping up with them. So I don't need more friends that I have to keep up with because that's just too much. <laughs> and I've gone into so many places and spaces and events and programs where I just thought like, I'm not here for friends. I'm here to get this information. I'm here to do the thing. I'm here to do the job and peace out. And what I have learned in the last few years this is especially through the work I've done in my in Vinny's school, through the Parent Association. It's also through being in different groups in terms of entrepreneurial groups and co uh, speaking coaching groups that I actually really love making space for new people. And I have so embraced being a person who doesn't do that. Like, I don't have time for new friends. I don't have time for new relationships. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And what I found is as I've organically made time for new people, I've really, 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 really loved it. And it has not compromised my ability to be connected to the people I was already connected to. So yes, life is really, really busy and really, really full. And that's great. But I do think that there are ways that you can be connected to new people and have meaningful relationships with new people, even if you are like, my calendar is full, <laughs> that can really light you up. And sometimes this doesn't have to be like a weekly dinner date or a weekly call or anything like that. Like I know people who get on the phone and walk their dogs and have long phone calls with friends every day. That is so not me. 
but I'll reply to your texts or I'll like shoot you messages on Instagram. I'll send you a cute dog video. So I've learned that I can have relationships in a lot of different ways that look like a lot of different things. And they don't all have to be something that's super time and energy consuming, that I actually have more bandwidth than I thought. And making bandwidth and holding bandwidth for new relationships has actually been really exciting in a lot of ways. I've been able to expand kind of the spectrum of people that I'm able to build relationships with. I've gotten like my circle and my friend and colleague group has become less homogenous, which I think is always a good thing. I've been able to build relationships that are really meaningful with people that have very strange, unique and special similarities to me, which is really, really has been really rewarding. And then I've also been able to make new, build new relationships in which I can create opportunities for other people and they create other opportunities for me. And this part's been really cool. And this started happening in podcasting and in my time in the entrepreneurial space, like making friends with other podcasters or other business owners, and then recognizing how we can support one another and have these really reciprocal relationships. But it's happening in a lot of other spaces in my life. And it's been just super, super rewarding. And so for any of you who are like me and you're like, I do not have time for more more friends. <laughs> I do not have time for new people, whether this is at work, it's in your personal life, it's other moms at school. I hear you. I am you. I'm totally with you. And I also want to say when this started happening and I wasn't aware of it, I didn't know how meaningful it would be. And so let yourself have casual connections that are new And engage to whatever level you can and just see where it takes you because it's been really fun and really exciting for me to actually build new relationships in new ways when I already thought I was super full. (laughs) When I already was like, my calendar is full until 2037. And that was just a story I was telling myself that was actually really limiting how I could build relationships and spend time with people. Now that said, I want you to be discerning around how much you open yourself up because (laughs) time and energy are finite resources for sure. But I think that sometimes we can have relationships in ways that are simple and not time and energy consuming on a great scale that can be super rewarding and super validating and really deeply meaningful. So those are the four things that are becoming more true for me. I'm curious if they're also becoming more true for you. So as always, feel free to let me know on social media when this video or when this episode goes up on social media, chime in, let me know what's true for you. And thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And I'm in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.